Hey guys, welcome to episode four of Junior Golf Keys. I'm your host, Matt, and this week we welcome Chris Noble as our guest. Chris is the manager of the National High School Golf Association, which is a division of Next Gen Golf that was purchased by the PGA of America in April of this year. So Chris joins us to share his insights and expertise about junior and high school golf and how Next Gen is playing a large role in continuing to grow the game and create opportunity. If you're a young player or the parent of one, I think you're really going to find some value in this episode. So I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome back, everybody. I appreciate you joining us um, today. I've got a special guest, Chris Noble. Chris is the manager of the National High School Golf Association, which division of Next Gen Golf, um, which earlier this year was purchased by the PGA of America. So, Chris, I appreciate you jumping us jumping on and joining us, man. Thanks so much for having me on, Matt. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just kind of, if you would, can you share a little bit with the audience, um, you know, a little bit about your background and, you know, how you got introduced to the game of golf and, you know, what led you to the position you're in now? Absolutely. So, and really for, for myself, golf has pretty much been my entire life. Uh, my grandparents started me in the game when I was about four years old. Uh, I actually got me my first set of clubs. And really ever since then, it just was, was kind of a love affair. You know, fell in love with the game right away and started doing tournament, junior tournament golf when I was about six or seven years old. Uh, just some local events and continued to really grow, expand on that, doing high school golf, uh, doing a lot of national, uh, regional junior golf golf tournaments as well and uh, just continue to to fall in love with the game and um, you know it's in terms of golf itself I mean it's definitely provided me a lot of personal and professional opportunities actually my first job out of college was uh, directly from myself caddying at a uh, pretty prestigious country club in the area that I grew up in for about eight years. Um, and that led me to my first job, which uh, essentially got me involved to where I am today uh, and met a lot of the influential people that, um, you know, definitely took me under their wing. And, um, hey, not only do I get to play the game I love, but I get to do it on a, a day-in, day-out basis. And uh, it's just great, you know, working with, with golf's next generation, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think you guys have a pretty good mission. And uh, if you would, can you just kind of talk about that a little bit? You know, what is Next Gen mm-hmm. Golf? Kind of talk about, you know, the structure and, you know, different divisions and, you know, what your specific role yeah. is. Absolutely. Uh, really, when it comes to Next Gen Golf, we focus on the, especially in terms of the golfer that team-based golf. Uh, That's one of our main focuses. So in terms of the three business lines that we have, you have myself who manages the National High School Golf Association, which is focused on high school golf. You have the NCCGA or the National Collegiate Club Golf Association, uh, which is basically 
anybody who's going to college who is an, on a varsity golf team. Uh, they're playing club golf. So we do govern collegiate club golf. And then we also have our city tour, which is really geared toward our 24 to 39-year-old uh, age range. And the main mission that we have is all swings are welcome. You know, it doesn't matter in terms of the tournaments that we run, whether you shoot 65 or you shoot 125, uh, everybody is welcome. And we really try to give that opportunity to not only the high school golfer, but the college golfer who may not have made it on that varsity team. And especially after you transition from college life to professional life, a lot of times young adults, they kind of fall off and they don't have an opportunity to continue to play competitive tournament golf. So we really saw a need for that and just want to continue to allow golfers, again, whether they're at their high school or the college or their young adult, mid-adult life, uh, opportunities to stay competitive and uh, in playing the, playing the game they love. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about that, maybe expand mm -hmm. on it if we could, because mm -hmm. I worked, I used to work in the academy world and you know, you have a lot of junior players just out there across the country and, and the globe. Right. And, you know, people are trying to figure out, you know, what opportunities are there to play? I personally grew up playing, um, you know, your traditional high school golf on the high school mm -hmm. team. Uh, I didn't play too many, you know, junior ranked tournaments or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so can you talk a little bit about um, just what kinds of opportunities there are for these junior players? Um you know, to, to that are structured around next gen golf and specifically right. your organization, kind of what opportunities are provided through that. Right. Absolutely. So the first thing I'll start off with on the high school side of things, um, and Matt, you would probably agree with me is within the world of golf, generally speaking, people say, well, high school golf doesn't matter. You know, I mean, they'll play it, but a lot of times, in the past, there hasn't been a way that you can see, okay, how does Michigan compare to Florida, compare to Alabama, compare to Georgia? Well, a few years ago, we started by basically doing rankings uh, for high school tournaments, and we started at the state level. So the cool thing is now, anytime you go to highschoolgolf.org, you can actually see any state tournament that's happening. Uh, we have every tournament benchmark. We have them ranked, you know, team individual rankings. And what we've done actually this past June is we ran the first ever high school golf national invitational tournament down in Orlando, Florida at Disney. Uh, we had 43 states represented. We had just a shade under 300 golfers in total. And all of the competitors were either state championship winning teams or individual medalists, uh, really just allowing, especially a lot of these high school golfers who may not have that opportunity to play in your hurricane junior tour your ajgas and some of these bigger name events compete at a national title at a national scale so that's one of the biggest events that we host on the high school side of things transitioning into college or the nccga um, it's very interesting because there's about 220,000 high school golfers that play wow. nationally and from a percentage standpoint, less than 7% of those 220,000 will go on to play varsity golf at any level in yeah. college. So we try to provide, especially that 93%, an opportunity to stay competitive. So the cool thing is for club golf or the NCCGA, um, basically they can join up with a uh, club team. They can actually join our tournaments as an individual. We host over 300 regional events on an annual 
basis uh, for our collegiate club golf series. We have two national championships in the fall and the spring season. So really, again, providing that opportunity for anybody who goes on to college who doesn't make that varsity team, anybody can play college golf. Yeah, that's neat. And I mean, I've even had conversations with some juniors that love Mm -hmm. the game of golf and they're good players, but you know, being a college golfer can be a full-time job. And so, you know, that's a piece of it too, I imagine is something that, you know, working through you all and your organization gives them an opportunity to be competitive, but, you know, kind of do it on their own time, I guess you would say. Exactly. And, and that's the biggest thing, Matt, that we try to stress is, you know, for myself personally, like I went to Holy Cross College and Notre Dame, you know, small NAI school, which was great, you know, awesome opportunity. But at the same time, you're going to have a lot of those golfers who, you know, basically they want to go to Notre Dame or they want to go to University of Michigan. They can get in academically, but, you know, maybe they aren't quite good enough to get on that varsity team. So the way we like to put it is, hey, you can have that full college experience. You can go to that big name school. Uh, get your education, get your degree, and still play competitive golf. And the cool thing is with our tournaments, they're all on the weekend. So they're never going to miss any classes or, um, you know, fall behind in their studies yeah. as well. Holy Cross, that's where Rudy started, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Rudy yeah. school. And then so. when, uh, went on to Notre Dame there. I think there's a lot of people that yeah. know that story. So do you see Absolutely. a lot of players that mm-hmm. kind of start with you all and make a decision that they want to then pursue an opportunity like with an actual college team? We have. And I think a, a really good example was a um, young man who, uh, long story short, he played for the Uni- University of Michigan uh, club golf team for, I want to say, just over two years. Played well, um, stayed in touch with the varsity coach there. He actually won individually last fall down in Myrtle Beach, our national championship down there. And the varsity coach at Michigan gave him an opportunity uh, to join the team. So you do see success stories like that where, again, if you can continue to stay in touch with that varsity coach, you know, let them know how you're playing, especially at the club events, um, you know, and, and keeping them up to date. We have seen some of those success stories of, of basically young men and, and women uh, going on from the, from the club level to the varsity team. Yeah, that's really interesting because, I mean, I know just in my experience, you know, helping some some juniors through the recruiting process, um, right. You know, whether it be an academic preference, you know, if they're looking at a specific school that they want to go to academically, um, you know, maybe they don't want to go to a a smaller school, prove themselves and then transfer in, but it sounds like maybe, uh, getting involved here, they have an opportunity to pick that school of choice, academically I suppose within reason in terms of your playing ability because that is a a real factor you know that does matter Um, but you've got the ability then to to maybe work yourself into and and prove yourself to that coach at that university exactly right and and that's what we try to stress too is as as you know too Matt I mean in terms of some of these varsity coaches there are some where let's just say you want to pursue maybe a um, you know a physics degree or something in the science realm or even from a medical standpoint there's some varsity coaches that actually say hey you know if you're going to be on my team I can't allow you to do a program like that just because how intensive it is um, of being a varsity right. golfer at a school so you know you have that opportunity to again pursue that 
that field of study, that major that you're looking for, you know, have a social life at the same time too. Um, and, and like I said, you know, with our tournaments, we have three regional events in each semester, two of those national championships. And it's pretty cool because even with the national um, championship itself, we have uh, generally right around 348 uh, collegiate club golfers at the event. It's the biggest college golf tournament varsity or non that happens uh, in the United States. So, um, you know, and, and like I said, it's, it's definitely um, one of those that a lot of talent, you know, do, uh, do show up at, and uh, we still give it, uh, we still give it that tournament feel as, uh, as best yeah. we can. Um, you know, we're kind of going down the path of college recruiting, which I think is important for this mm-hmm. audience, but um, I kind of want to shift back a little bit because I know that specifically sure. in your role, um, you're focused more on the high school you know, side of, right. of the company. And, you know, can you expand a little bit further and we, we can jump back mm-hmm. to the college piece because I do think it's important, but can you just expand a little bit further mm-hmm. on your current role and, and kind of what your day-to-day looks like and what you're trying to do? Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and like, like you mentioned, I mean, in terms of myself, um, I manage everything on the high school side of things. So that is anything from our social media accounts to basically our rankings, the tournaments, um, even in terms of our national invitational events, um, sending out invitations, connecting with coaches, with players, with families, with parents. And it's, um, it, it definitely is a, uh, is, is a full-time job. I mean, to kind of give you a, a perspective on that too just from uh last year alone we had over uh we had a little over 360 state tournaments recognized on our leaderboards we had over 20,000 uh high school golfers actually recognized on our state and our regional leaderboards which wow, is awesome yeah. and we want to continue to grow that the you know the one difficult challenge for me is having really building a lot of these relationships with state high school athletic associations PGA chapters state golf associations Unfortunately, there's not a lot of consistency when it comes to high school golf. So, you know, really trying to find a lot of these, um, you know, differences of, okay, what season do they play in? Um, You know, how many days is a state tournament? How many players, you know, compete at a state event? And not to get bogged down with the details, but I do a lot on the education side, too. Uh, where we do different blog articles, anything from how to run a successful high school golf practice to fundraising ideas for your golf team to, you know, opportunities to play in college. So, you know, we pride ourselves on, on really being this home for high school golf, which, you know, at least to my knowledge has never existed before and trying to, to really give it that home where if it's a player, if it's a coach, uh, if it's a parent trying to get information on college golf recruiting or, you know, just for a young man or woman to see their name up on a leaderboard, you know, that probably wouldn't have the opportunity unless they're playing in a lot of those bigger regional or those state events. Um, we want to continue to really grow that, uh, that recognition and that presence uh, for, for them as well. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at, you know, your guys' rankings and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with a lot of mm-hmm. names um, in the junior, in the, in the rank tournament space, I guess I would say. Right. Um, which there are some, you know, here on this list, but there's also mm-hmm. a lot of names that, you know, th- there's some people that are putting up some really solid scores right. um, that maybe just don't play in those right. junior ranked events. I mean, I, I was one of those, um, you know, to your point, there wasn't really that much publicity around 
or I guess kind of an avenue to learn more about what was available out there. So, you know, I kind of stuck right. in my local tournaments, played for my high school golf team, um, you know, those types of things. But it definitely looks like there's some people on here that are, you know, getting some really good exposure. Um, you know, if they can point college coaches in the right direction in terms of right. showcasing, you know, what they are uh, able to do. And I think, you know, that's what a lot of it comes down to, right, is just telling your story. Exactly. And that's, I think, a goal for us too, Matt, is, you know, down the road, what I envision this is not only being able to have a, you know, high school golfer's name up on the leaderboard scores, things like that, but even giving that golfer the ability to possibly put in information such as their academics, you know, such as test scores, you know, different, basically creating almost a a profile, if you will, um, even with differing uh, tournament scores, you know, and, and that's the one criticism that we've gotten is, well, hey, this is great what you guys are doing, but these are only the state and regional events. And to their point, I I understand that. But unfortunately, when it comes to the high school athletic associations, that's a pain point of mine is really creating the value of saying, okay, this is why we need to have all these tournaments, you know, up on these leaderboards, up on um, these state pages, because you think of other sports such as your basketball or your football or your baseball, where generally speaking, I mean, you can almost find any uh, meet, any match, any tournament. And that's one of my goals is in a perfect world, we'd love to see it where any 18 hole high school tournament is going to be showcased up on this up on their state page. And that will take time. Um, But that's one thing that, you know, we're definitely working through and and just continuing to, um, you know, really grow that uh, that ability to recognize as as many golfers and many high school golfers as uh, as we can. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, if if you think about what's out there currently, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just from my experience, I know that I Mm -hmm. use junior golf scoreboard a lot when I was recruiting players, you know, to, you know, find tournaments that they were playing in. And there's a ranking system that they have there. But I also know that you spent some time at NCSA. So it sounds like, right. you know, what you're talking about is, you know, can you bring, you know, what NCSA offers and what Junior Golf Scoreboard offers, you know, kind of together into one space? Right. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah. And, and you know, almost almost exactly right, Matt. And, and that's, you know, to your point in terms of Junior Golf Scoreboard, I mean, myself, I was on there personally. I used it all the time, you know, when I was in the recruiting space trying to get coaches to notice me. And it's, it's a great system. Um, the, you know, the one criticism that I have, though, is unfortunately for you to, for any golfer to be up on there, they have to have a minimum of four, 36, basically multi-day tournaments to even have a right. ranking. And where that's great, there's going to be a lot of those kids where, again, they're families, whether it's from a financial standpoint or they just don't have access to some of these tournaments, they're not going to be on there. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's like, okay, again, 220,000 high school golfers, you know, we're doing all the state tournaments and regionals, we're recognizing 20,000. So still that continued opportunity of, you know, making sure that we can recognize as many of those as possible. And like you said, from a recruiting standpoint, in my experience at NCSA, next next college student athlete, that's what I want to continue to provide is, hey, you can come here. I that you need to at least have a really good understanding of what it takes to play at that next level and what options are available if they want to, you know, pursue golf, especially after the, uh, after the high school and the junior golf. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with your experience, what kinds of advice can you give to the audience? You know, we've got, um, you know, coaches that are listening, junior players that are listening, Mm -hmm. um, families, parents that are listening, 
just about the college recruiting process in general. I mean, what kind of advice can you give about that? The, the number one thing, in my opinion, is being proactive. So the one fault that I found, especially with not only myself personally going through the experience, but a lot of the families I worked with is, okay, if you know, you're a good golfer and you shoot good scores and you're a good student, the thought is, well, a coach is going to be able to find me and recognize me. You know, and that's not how it works. The way I like to say it is that you're basically applying for a job. It's very similar to a job right. interview. So making sure that first off, you create a golf resume. And even when it comes to that, I have a few tips, you know, even if you go to highschoolgolf.org, you know, you can see some of the examples, but make it digital, you know, make it very easy for coaches to see your golf game, your academics, your extracurriculars, uh, swing video, things like that. So that's the first thing is, is really creating that resume. Um, and also when it comes to reaching out to programs, to schools, do your homework. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, the great thing about golf is it's objective, you know, and what I mean by that is 72 is always going to be 74 and 74 is always going to be 76. So you can go on to that school site and see what the current players are shooting, kind of give yourself a realistic comparison of, you know, again, what scores that you're shooting in tournaments compared to those players. Um, and, and that's going to be, I think, a huge help for, for any golfer out there. And for the parents that are listening and hey, you know, moms and dads, again, I, I understand you want to do everything you can for your kids. Don't get caught in the in the um uh in in the realm of doing everything for your son or daughter let them send the emails let them have the phone calls with the coaches even when they're on campus visits let the student athlete talk to the coach because realistically the coach is recruiting the player not the parents that's always important to i couldn't to. agree more uh, i love that piece of advice um it's something that i've definitely talked with students and their families about just because mm -hmm. You know, in a coach-player relationship, especially at the college level, you know, you're making right. a decision that's going to last potential. I mean, it's going to last hopefully a lifetime, you know, after you create that relationship. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, you know, the intimacy of that relationship for the next four or five years and, you know, we don't want. Well, I, I wouldn't say we don't want, but I, my advice, too, would be that that student makes that relationship with that coach uh, and develops it on their own because, you know, they're the ones that are going to be in that relationship for the next four or five years. Right. And, you know, from a coach side too. And, um, you know, it also shows the coach a lot in terms of, you know, personality and what the students right. are capable of, you know, those types of things. So, yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. Um, and now I'm just looking right. here, you know, at, at some of the recruiting advice that you guys have on mm -hmm. your website, um, you know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of different content on here, um, which I would mm -hmm. encourage everybody to take a look at. Um, like you said, highschoolgolf.org. Uh, there's a mm -hmm. section for students. There's a section for players. There's a section for coaches. Um, mm -hmm. Just a lot of really good stuff on there. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. And, 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 and to your point, you know, like you said, I mean, it's, um, it's the, the, the biggest thing I think too, is not only from a proactive standpoint, but as, as you well know, too, is, is following up, you know, cause that was the one mistake that I saw quite a bit was, you know, you'd have a, a junior golfer who basically sends out an email to a coach or fills out a, 
um, you know, a questionnaire and they don't, the coach doesn't get back to them and the player thinks, well, they're not interested. Sure. I mean, the one stat that I always like to share too, is a lot of these varsity coaches, especially your D ones on t- at times, they can receive upwards of a hundred plus emails a day. So, you know, have your process where basically, again, you're sending out the emails, you're contacting the coaches, but after a week or two, if you don't hear anything back, follow up, you know, at least have those two or three points of uh, touch points. And again, if you can do that, uh, especially on a consistent basis and just keeping track of whom you're contacting and how often that's going to be really helpful for you, for anybody to stay organized in the process. Yeah, I agree. And you know, as well as I do, and for, you know, parents and players that are listening, you know, there are rules and there's legalities around coach contact with players. Right. And so, you know, I don't want to dive right. super deep into that because um, I'm not an expert in that space at all, but um, you know, there are some restrictions when it comes to communication. So, you know, just because a coach right. doesn't get back to you doesn't mean that they didn't receive it, but I like your advice in terms of, you know, plotting out a schedule, keeping track of, you know, how you're communicating. And, you know, I would say, you know, to get a little bit more specific about it, you know, if it's a, if it's a school that you're really interested in and, you know, especially from an academic perspective and, you know, it looks like you have the scores to play on that team based on the homework that you've done, um, you know, those follow-ups can simply be, hey, coach, I'm playing in this tournament that's coming up on this date. Just wanted to give you kind of, you know, right. some highlights of what my schedule looks like coming up or, you know, hey, coach, I just finished, you know, two tournaments over the past month. Here's what I did, um, you know, just to kind of keep them abreast to, you know, how you're playing, how you're performing, what you've got coming up, because, you know, coaches are traveling, they're on the road, they're stopping right. into different events. So, you know, it just gives them an idea as they're building their, you know, recruiting tours, you know, where they can make some potential stops. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> high school golf. Uh, and how it compares to national tournaments, uh, or I guess you would sure. say ranked junior tournaments. So I mentioned before, you know, I didn't really play a whole lot of ranked events growing up. I'm not sure what your experience is with that, but I played a lot of local events mm-hmm. and, and my mm-hmm. high school um, golf. But can you kind of talk about the differences between, you know, high school golf and um, some of these nationally ranked events? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, for myself too, Matt, you know, when I was going through the the process, I mean, yeah, I did high school golf for four years, you know, was member of the all state team. And, you know, in terms of HAGAs, uh, Hurricane Junior Tour, Future Collegiate World Tour. And I was, you know, very blessed to have quite a bit of experience um, at that level too. And some of the biggest differences, I think, in, in my mind is as simple as high school golf, you have an opportunity to be part of a team. And not nothing against, again, a lot of the big tours because there's there's value in both high school golf and junior golf. And that's something we try to stress, but it's just individually. And, you know, for myself personally, again, I've been out of high school now for almost, you know, nine, 10 years. And some of those relationships that I build, at least with my team members, I still have today. And some of the best memories that I personally have from the game of golf or from my high school golf days, rather than even, you know, finishing in the top five with some HAGS. So I think there's, there's something that can be said for that is, you know, being able to learn how to be part of a team and where golf is an individual sports. I think being part of a high school golf team can teach you 
a lot of lessons of, you know, how to be a good team member, you know, camaraderie, uh, you know, working with a coach, you know, trying to, to make sure, especially if you're the captain of the team, you know, how to best motivate and inspire other players. So those are, I, in my opinion, I think a lot of the main differences and, you know, especially from, you know, even a tournament perspective. Yes, sure. sure your AJGAs and, future collegiate world tour and, and the hurricane. I mean, the course setups are going to be a little bit more difficult. Sure. The typically the, um, you know, the, the competition level might, uh, might be a little bit more stiff. Um, but at the same time, especially what we're doing, you know, with the national invitational and, and some of these state tournaments, it's not like you're really sacrificing anything on a high school golf standpoint from a competition level. So the, the main thing that I always try to say is, is, you know, what, our goal is, is saying, hey, rather than high school golf and junior golf basically competing against each other, they should be synonymous sure. and they should be able to go hand Yeah, it sounds like you guys have really done a good job at uh, bridging that gap, I guess you would say. Um, yeah, it's funny. You talk about relationships. I just recently, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if, let's see, three, four weeks ago, I played in my dad's member guest up in Ohio, uh, nice. which is where I graduated from high school. And in mm-hmm. the championship flight of the member guests, I think there were five guys that were on my high school golf team that were came back to play right. with their dads. So that was pretty cool. Right. Um, you know, and had I not, you know, been in that world of, of high school golf, um, you know, I, I wouldn't know who those guys are and wouldn't have an opportunity to, right. you know, come back together like we did a few weeks ago. So that was pretty neat. But um, yeah, I definitely think, you know, I mentioned I recruited a, at a junior mm-hmm. academy for a little while and, mm-hmm. you know, there are some players that I talked to that I tried to recruit that really wanted to be part of that team aspect. And, you know, I can't speak to every academy, you know, out there, but, you know, I know that a lot of them are typically playing in only junior ranking, you know, tournaments. And so um, that was definitely a hurdle while I was recruiting that I came up against. And it was actually surprising to me in some respects, because I didn't, I didn't really understand that that was going to be such an important piece um, for some of these young players, but it is. And so, you know, I think if you're a player out there that feels that way, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And I think that, you know, if if that's what you want to continue to do, um, certainly, you know, tapping into uh, what next gen and specifically uh, the National High School Golf Association is doing to bridge that gap um, can be something where you can get a little bit of exposure, you know, in both arenas. Absolutely. Yeah, it, exactly right. And, and that's, you know, what, especially when, when folks will be able to go to the site. I mean, the cool thing is you can actually now see where you click on your respective state page. And not only do we have all the leaderboards from the state tournaments, from the regional events on the high school side, but we do promote all the local and all the regional tours uh, in a given state. So that's just a small way that we try to, you know, not only continue to create that goodwill with a lot of the uh, junior tours, but also giving those parents, giving the the players and and coaches even um hey if they have no idea what's available out there other than high school golf in a state you go to our state we make it as easy as possible just to see other options especially in the summertime you know for a lot of their kids to play yeah yeah for sure um in terms of junior golfers um you know families that are trying to decide what Mm -hmm. the best events or avenues are you know, to take with their experience. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what advice do you have with that? I mean, we're talking a lot about, you know, playing 
you know, the team component, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. um, there's also a ranking component on the other side of the, of the equation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, finances is a big piece right. of the equation too. Um, you know, it's expensive right. to travel to some of these ranked right. tournament events. And so I don't know, what kinds of advice do you have about just kind of building a, a schedule, I guess you would say, um, these junior families, you know, what can they do to best build a schedule? Right. Absolutely. Um, and I think the biggest piece of advice that I would offer is depending on how much their son or daughter has played competitively in the past, if, you know, especially if they're a, a newer competitive golfer and they don't have a lot of experience, start closer to home. And, and that's a great thing is, you know, even if it's just a summer league where there's nine hole events or, you know, a couple 18 hole tournaments and uh, at a few local courses around you, that's great. You know, don't the biggest I think problem that I saw, especially at NCSA, is where families would put their son or daughter into a regional or a national tournament and they weren't ready yet. And it almost did the exact opposite where, you know, I think it intimidated the golfer and that they might say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. But starting really at that local level and then, you know, get some experience there, let them get comfortable, hopefully see some success. And then after the local level, start looking at, okay, maybe the state and the regional tournaments. Um, And the nice thing is a lot of times you're going to see where from that local to the state and the regional jump, you're going to go from a lot of eight. 18 hole single day events to 36 or even 54 hole multi-day events, but it's a process. And the biggest thing I think is, is using it as a, a stepping stone approach where the son or daughter needs to get some experience, needs to see some success before they really start moving on to, um, you know, to some of those bigger tournaments or events. Um, and that's, and that's the one great thing is, like I said, especially on, on our site, um, even as, as you mentioned, um, I know junior golf scoreboard even has a certain feature too, you know, where you can look for events. But, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm always happy to, um, you know, to have any conversations with, uh, with families, especially if there's uh, specific tournaments they might be looking for uh, in, your, in your area. Yeah, too. that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, people, I love your, your advice on, you know, being ready, you know, for, right. for different events. And, you know, I think, right. you know, I've seen sometimes, like you said, that, um, you know, you can kind of, for lack of better terms, throw somebody into the fire. Right. You know, and right. you know, it's tough or throw them into the deep end, you know, it's tough to swim, um, in an arena that you, you really don't have right. any business being. in. so, you know, golfers, junior golfers blossom at different levels, uh, in different time periods throughout, you know, their development. So, you know, I would say to parents, um, you know, kids that are out there, just be realistic about mm-hmm. where you are. Um, right. you know, there's, you got a long life ahead of you, right? In golf, it's one of those games, fortunately, that, you know, we can play for a really long time. Um, And so, you know, be realistic about where you are, put yourself in a position to have fun, I think, most importantly, because golf is supposed to be a fun game. Um, Right. And, you know, if you can put yourself in a position to go have fun and compete, you know, that competition Mm -hmm. is going to push you. Um, It's going to help you to develop your game and, um, you know, I don't know what you would, you would say about that, but you know, that's just kind of my two cents there. 
To- totally agree, Matt. Totally agree. And, and I think one of the biggest things that I saw, um, you know, just with other people I used to play with and other families is make sure that that your golfer doesn't get burned out because it's very easy to do. And, you know, you'll see some of the kids where it's like, you know, they have a tournament or two a week, uh, you know, every week during the summer. And where, you know, a question I got is like, well, how many events should I be playing in, in the summer? And I don't know if there's a perfect number per se. Um, and it's going to vary, you know, depending on the golfer, but, you know, making sure that that they have fun and you know they're they're still able to have a social life you know meeting new people hanging out with friends um and still being a kid yeah. you know that's that's the biggest thing with it too is you know it's the only people that are you know really working and playing in this game they're on the professional level and i understand that for a lot of people listening that's their goal and hey i, I think that's a great goal if you have it but at the same time be realistic with yourself and, and don't burn yourself out because if you do that you know that could really diminish um just somebody's love or passion you know toward the game for sure well. for sure um what are your thoughts on multi-sport mm-hmm. athletes uh and i ask because mm-hmm. um you know you see a lot of early specialization um you know in different mm-hmm. sports not just golf but you know i'm a firm believer of you know being an athlete uh yeah you know and then dedicating yourself to those games that you love and i've i've talked to a lot of junior golfers um that do play different sports or, you know, whether it be basketball or, you know, just some different sports like that. I'm just curious what your thoughts are about, you know, multi-sport athletes with somebody that's, you know, focused on golf and that's their primary, but what what would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And and what I would say is I, I love the idea. I really do. And for, for myself personally, I think it really can build, um, build good balance. It can build a good character and really time management too, because, you know, obviously you're, you're a student athlete first and obviously, you know, grades in in the classroom comes first, but you know, if you can especially be able to balance your schoolwork with a couple different sports and what you're passionate about, I say, go for it, you know, and, and realistically what I, what I think is, especially when somebody's in their freshman or their sophomore years, it's probably going to be a little bit easier. You know, once you get into that junior, that senior realm in high school, you're going to probably think long and hard and say, okay, do I really want to pursue a college golf opportunity, a varsity college golf opportunity in college? Or do I want to do basketball? Do I want to be, do football? And a time might come, especially in those upperclassmen years where you might have to make a choice. But, you know, what I would say too is, is just being mindful because like an example I always use is one of my teammates in high school back in Michigan, um, you know, basically baseball and golf were in the same season. He was very good at both. And, you know, he did both sports. But the tough thing was we'd play an 18-hole match and he'd go off and play a double header. It's very tough. Yeah, right? sure. I mean, he unfortunately, you know, didn't have a great year with either golf or baseball, but you know what? He was okay with that. And he loved both sports. And he said, you know what? I want to continue to be able to play both these, even if I sacrifice a little something from a, a performance standpoint. So again, I'm, I'm totally an advocate for multi-sport athletes in, in high school. Um, I think it's just one of those that, especially at once you get to that upperclassman level, just having a, a real conversation with yourself and really what you're looking for um, and what that end goal is, especially once you get to, um, to the college level, making that best yeah. choice. For sure. I think that's great. Um, that, those are really all the questions I have for you, but I kind of want to give you an opportunity. I mean, is there any, you know, last chance advice um, that you would mm-hmm. have for any juniors or families that are out there trying to navigate, you know, the world of, of junior golf, those up and coming stars? 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and I really, you know, in terms of just overall advice, um, you know, recapping kind of what I said is, you know, having fun, you know, first and, and foremost and realizing that, you know, not only with, you know, what we do on the, on the National High School Golf Association, just going to highschoolgolf.org. Again, we pride ourselves on really a lot of that education, a lot of that content I think is helpful. Um, but especially when it comes to, you know, if you're looking to play in college, look at all the options available for you and realize that varsity golf is not the only option, especially what we provide, you know, from a club golf standpoint and just doing a lot of introspection and for that golfer saying, Hey, what's important to me? Is it, you know, do I want to make sure that I can go to a big school or what degree I'm looking for? Or, you know what, I'm okay with going to Holy Cross college. It has 500 kids. I want to be on a varsity team and play. So, you know, being realistic with yourself. And I think asking a lot of those questions is going to be helpful. And, um, you know, realizing that, especially with your parents, uh, with coaches, you know, they can always be very good advocates um, for the player. But at the same time, realize that as you continue this process, especially if you are looking to play in college, you're the one who has to do the work, right? You can't just rely on other people to do it for you. Um, and just being as, as proactive as, as possible and, and really following up in the process it's going gonna, it's gonna to really pay off in, uh, in the long run as well. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, kids, it's your opportunity. Um, you know, do what's going to make you happy. Uh, parents, right. it's the kids' opportunity. Do what's going to make them happy. Um, you know, just work together really as a team because that's what it's all about. Um, you know, self-awareness and, and making sure that, you know, you're just putting yourself in a position to, to be happy and make the decision that you're going to, you know, have the most fun with. So, um, absolutely i really appreciate it chris where can uh where can everybody find you guys i know you mentioned uh, highschoolgolf.org um but or i'm sorry is it nationalhighschoolgolf.org where, where can everybody find you Absolutely. So, so in terms of high school golf, everyone, highschoolgolf.org. Um, feel free to, to check us out. You can reach me personally. It's pretty easy. Chris, C-H-R-I-S at highschoolgolf.org. That's my personal email. Um, if anybody's interested on learning more about the National Collegiate Club Golf Association, so that's the Club Golf and College, that website is NCCGA. Dot com nccga.com and, and like I said happy to answer any questions or um, you know any any follow-ups that uh, that folks might have as well awesome Chris I really appreciate your time thanks for joining us today thanks so much for having me on Matt well guys that does it for this week's episode of junior golf keys I hope you were able to take away some valuable information from our guest, Chris Noble. And if you haven't already, check out Next Gen Golf and the National High School Golf Association to learn more about how they may be able to help you in your journey. If you've taken any value from this show, I'd ask that you please share it and leave a review. Also, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on some exciting guests that we have lined up. I appreciate you tuning in and hope you join me next week for another episode of Junior Golf Keys.